Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. So do you want to win? When I say win, I mean win a house? How do you win a house? Well, I guess you could play the lottery and, and like win the Chio house. Or you something. could. That's not the kind of win I'm talking about. I'm talking about the kind of win where you find the house of your dreams, you want to buy it, and so does someone else. Ugh. So how do we win when there's a multiple offer situation? If that's of slight interest to you, you want to stick tuned. Stick tuned. Stick stay tuned. Because really, this is about one-upmanship. Well, so we've got all this. Stick to this. It's yeah. about stick to this <laughs> and having one up. So welcome to another episode of the Inside Track on Real Estate, where you get refreshing, hopeful truth about selling, buying, investing, so you can make sure the house that you're in, you're thrilled to be living in. Thrilled to come home. Yeah, come home to. I love it. So I'm Ken Decker. And I'm Yetta Decker. And I guess we make the Decker team part of it. We make part of it. And so today we're going to chat lots about, have a conversation with you. And I trust you'll have a conversation with us by sharing what other questions you might have and your comments around your experience of how you stuck with it. How did you have stick to itness? How did you win at one upmanship? And how did you win at multiple offers? It's kind of all the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's so important because in this market, there are so many great houses out there. There is still actually a fair bit of inventory. It just doesn't feel like it because there's more buyers that want for the same properties. Because mm-hmm. the really good ones in the right price ranges and the right communities are getting multiple offers. So we thought based on our clients' experiences and based on the questions that we have had in the comments that you would want some the inside, the inside track on how to win in a multiple offer. Yeah, and, and it's important to know that if you didn't get the house, you might mm. still have won. Ooh. How's that? That's good. That's That's deep. That is, well, it speaks to two things. It speaks that maybe this wasn't actually the right one for you. Uh And so you should be thrilled that you didn't get it because the right one for you is just down a month or so or a few weeks later. Around the corner, so to speak. Around the corner, so to speak. Down the inside track, just a little (laughs) bit further. Or... You could be like what happened to one of our clients the other day. The house came on the market. It was actually Candace that was working with this awesome young couple, which is actually fun for me because the person she was working with was the son of one of my clients that I helped 30 years ago when that child was a baby. That's hilarious. I know. Baby, you're a very young infant. He was just a baby. Yeah, Yeah. baby. Yeah, and now he's buying a house, and so... (laughs) That doesn't date you at all. (laughs) Well, I figure becoming mature also means I'm becoming wiser. Hmm. So wisdom is a good thing. Yes. There you go. So mom and dad called and said, son's ready to buy a house yet, can you help him? And Candace said... 
pick me, pick me, because I so love and appreciate buying that first house, helping somebody navigate that journey. And she's done it enough times now with a decade of experience in the real estate industry and really being around it since she was four. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she, she already knew how to navigate real estate before she ever helped her first client. Yeah. So in this situation, they actually went to see the house. Mm-hmm. The day it came on the market. The day it came on the market, decided that it was the right house for them. Mm-hmm. She called and they said, well, we've already got an offer. Yep. And we've already actually responded to that offer. But don't worry about it, Candace. Like we told you earlier, it's not going to come together. And guess what? It came, came together. together. So then now what? Because it really was the right house. So do we keep looking? Of course. We keep the search going, which is exactly what she did. But then they did one extra little thing because there was already a lot of interest in this particular property. It was a country property. It was on well and septic. It was actually out of town a fair bit. Reality is it was still a great property and a very unique property and it specifically suited um, our young client. And so what they did is they actually put in a backup offer, which was brilliant because no one else put a backup offer in. And so that meant if there was any hiccups with the first offer, given their offer was a clean, great offer, it was going to be really, really easy for the seller to say no to an amendment if that first buyer who had jumped really, really quickly had any second thoughts, decided something wasn't quite right in the inspection that they would have thought they would want to live with, but now they don't want to live with, then by sending in an amendment, it opened up this beautiful window because the door had slammed shut, but the window just beside the door, actually the window <laughs> in the door opened. Was, was open. Was open. And so our wonderful young client got the house of his dreams by just being a little bit patient. Yeah, and before it even got a chance to go back on the market. Right. Because we're finding quite often in multiple offer situations on these mm-hmm. properties People are not getting their buyers properly prepared Mm. so the financing doesn't go through or they raise the price, they paid more for the house than they should have Mm -hmm. based on their personal financial situation and then they get turned down by the bank or the lender and suddenly it comes back on the market. So it's one of the Decker team strategies is to do a backup offer. Mm -hmm. And it worked beautifully. Yeah, just just a little while ago, which is amazing. Which is incredible. And so in this market, how to win is actually being ready with an all-cash offer. And when I say all-cash, that tends to (laughs) rise people's blood pressure just a little because it sounds like a scary thing. Yeah, it is a scary thing. It is, and it's something as a realtor we have done personally many times for us because we will take a risk we would not encourage you to take. Matter of fact, on our last home, mm-hmm. uh, it had, you know, and even still a, a very expensive home, uh, was listed at 750 mm-hmm. And that property finally came down to a level where multiple people wanted it. And when we put in our offer, there was another offer. Yeah. 
And I don't like when I'm on the buying end of a multiple offer and it's not what we want to do for you. So before, and I'm just going to let you hold that thought for a minute because this is a, yeah, uh-huh, thank I'm you. Okay, perfect. Because one of the strategies around multiple offers is to do our utmost to avoid them. So it's actually see the property quickly, get in, do the offer quickly, get it negotiated before someone else has an opportunity. So that is actually a strategy that we don't always like think about as a strategy. And yet it is an amazing strategy in terms of not getting yourself in that multiple offer scenario to start with. Go ahead. That's great. And also what it shows is what happened was there was two offers Ours was, I believe, lower, but it I was. don't know it was. because we found out. I found out. <laughs> I found out. Any rate, because ours didn't have any conditions, the seller said, "Well, we don't really want that price, but if you gave us X price, we'd take it." And so we raised our price a little bit, and we got the house. And it was still the price you had wanted to pay. I just wanted to pay less. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. And so. What I did was I did some research on the internet to see if there was any information around what the likelihood mm. gets increased if you do these kind of strategies. And I found some information. I can't verify the information, but I'm going to say it and just take it with a grain of salt. Um, properties that had multiple offers where the offer that won had no conditions, no finance condition, no home inspection, no insurance, no nothing. No sale of a house, nothing. In a normal house, and when I say a normal house, I'm just talking not luxury. Like around 400000 in the Ottawa market. Even 400000 yeah. 97% um, more likely, so almost double, more likely to be accepted than an offer that had a condition in it. Even if... It's more money. Right. The one with conditions was for more money, and the one without conditions was for less money. Yeah, because the seller, it's a—it's the old story, a bird in the hand's worth more than two in the bush. If they sell it without any conditions, then they get, they know their house is sold and they don't have to worry about inspections. They don't have to worry about someone coming back and saying, yes, we'd like it, but we want you to fix X, Y, Z, or we want you to reduce the price by 10,000 or whatever. They just, their house is sold. And they don't have to worry about somebody not qualifying for the financing. Yeah, having now, to go back on the market, which of, looks bad. Right. So 97%, so really double the opportunity for you as a buyer if you're prepared to take that, I'm going to call it risk, because yeah, it really risk. is risk. And yet there are some very specific things we do to reduce the risk that you might be feeling. So pre-inspections, pre-proper, getting all your financial ducks in a row, getting the call to your insurance company, actually having your building inspection at one of your showings before you ever put the offer in. Like there's some very specific things so that you don't have the risk. It may mean if you don't win on it, meaning you don't get to buy that house, that you've spent a little bit of money. However, it's a very small insurance policy to make sure you're getting the house that you want at a price you want without losing out on it. And you're only going to do this if you're really certain this is the one. Yeah. And what's interesting in the luxury market, which yeah. is kind of that, I don't know, 750 to a million and a half, $2 million or Three above. Three million, yep. Uh, 
an unconditional offer increased the likelihood by 438%. So like four times. Four times more likely. And we were talking about that this morning as we were looking at the stats and at the information you found on the internet. And we kind of came to the conclusion of, which would be in alignment with what our sellers tell us, is that in the luxury market, money, although it's still important, it's more knowing that it's done. Yeah. It has a heavier weight. The time, the emotional stress, the getting ready for showings, all of that stuff is worth monetarily to a seller to say, oh, it's done, I'll take it. Right. So in the higher end of the market, even more probability that an unconditional offer is going to win out over an offer that's less money. Now, the next strategy we use quite frequently, and that's creating a well-written, crafted letter to the seller. Right explaining what the buyer's situation is, why they're buying, especially if there's some kind of a a family situation or anything like that. If it's an investor buying, less likely that the letter is going to have an effect. Now, what was interesting in the normal house price range, 52% increase in acceptance rate. So that's about one and a half times your normal acceptance rate in the luxury market had very little effect yeah i think it's more a business decision i think so that's at least been our experience over the last 30 or so years and so what happens is it needs to be a heartfelt really connecting the emotion so when you're viewing a home it's very it's usually quite simple to figure out a little bit of who is living in the home most of the time. There's enough evidences. We do the tax rolls. We do our background search. That's appropriate if you're going to be helping a buyer because your job as you're helping a buyer is to position the buyer the best way possible to win in a multiple offer, win in any offer and win in a multiple offer. And so knowing who you're speaking to means you can direct your letter in a way that it speaks to those things that you perceive will be important to that seller. And we have many times for our clients, or our clients have many times, gotten the house of their dreams even when the money wasn't as great as somebody else's money because of the heart connection. So it's a, it's going to increase your opportunity. So if you're really after that property, then let's strategize together to figure out how to do that, write that in a way. And best if it's written versus typed and then just scanned. So there's lots of little um, nuances to make it a better outcome. Yep. Or even handed in person from the buyer's agent, because one of our strategies is that we'll actually go and present to the seller mm-hmm. and explain the value proposition oh, yeah. that our buyer brings, that they are pre, pre-approved, that mm-hmm. they are serious, that they're... they're um, they're really a quality buyer. Right. And so we can express those things and also find out from the seller if there's any special needs that the seller may have. Yep. So we actually would prefer our buyer in a multiple situation that if we're presenting, if that works, because it doesn't always work for the seller, but if it works, 
Uh, we'll want our buyer with us waiting in the car or waiting in the mm -hmm. office so that we can make any nuance changes. You know, sometimes yeah. the seller just needs the closing date moved by three days. And if you're there and the other buyers aren't, yeah. they'll deal with you. It's just easier. It's just easier to deal with whoever is in present in front of you. So even in the days of electronic signature, when it comes to that multiple offer and getting, being able to have that um, win in that scenario, all these little teeny things actually add up to be significant. Like collectively, one of them could have done it, and yet collectively, it is beyond helpful and powerful. Now, another stat that I found on the internet, which was kind of mm -hmm. interesting, if you limit your conditions, so in other mm. words, if there's no financing clause, but there's still an inspection clause, in a, in a normal house, that's about 58% increases your likelihood of your offer being accepted. Mm -hmm. In a luxury home, 76% increase in likelihood. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because in the, in the other scenario, it actually went down. Or, yeah, yeah. down for, yeah. Yeah, for the letter. Yeah. But for no conditions, the luxury market right. really appreciates that. And also, what was interesting, if you took out your home inspection, but you still had a finance clause, virtually no change. There was no change, actually. There was just, like, no difference. And we're not even talking right here about the sale of a home. That, in a predominantly seller's market, the sale of the home, it's almost like, please don't do it. Like, please don't drive the market up by almost encouraging somebody else to bring an offer in when your home isn't on the market yet or isn't sold yet. So put conditional on the sale of your home, we're not even having that conversation today because unless you're far in the country, unless it's a difficult property to sell, unless there is intrinsically some reason that the seller's probably going to take a first refusal, which is what you would call an offer that's conditional on the sale of a home, which is a longer-term condition, that's a whole nother conversation. We're not even having that one today because in a seller's market, there really isn't much value in any... We, we can explore it and we will explore, explore it one-on-one -on -one with people and yet it isn't a good... It's generally very detrimental. Yeah, and actually that brings up a good point because if you have a house to sell and oh. you can't get approved to own two, mm -hmm. uh, maybe our guaranteed sale program is right for you. Yeah, that's what our other clients have found really valuable and helpful and supportive because then they can make a great decision and get the house they're looking for without the risk. Yeah. And they've done and it's won and so it's happy. So right. the, the next thing is to offer your best price. Because typically we do not get a second chance mm. to put in your best price. Right. And this is where I said you'll win even if you lose. Because what I say to you if you're in this situation is put in the price that if someone else paid $100 more, if someone else paid $1,000 more, you're happy for them that they got the house right. because you absolutely weren't going there. You're not interested. It's simply beyond your interest level. What we don't want is for it to sell to someone else and then you see the price it sold for and come back to us and go, well, we would have paid that. Well, you had your chance. <laughs> right. so, so it's put in your best sealed bid up front 
because you're generally not getting a second chance. They're not going to counter your offer typically. It can happen, but typically not. So put your best foot forward. I mean, we should always put our best foot forward. Except, well, not when it comes to amounts of money. Mm. No, because mm. no. No. we're there it, to save them money. Right. In multiple offers, you want to do multiple that. Multiple offers, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So A lot different. One of the great things is we offer a free consultation. Right. And if you're thinking of buying in this heated market, mm. more than at any other time, it's best to meet with us. We'll spend about an hour, get to know you, your needs, your desires, your situation, and we can best serve you when we're able to connect that way. Well, yeah, so that we can strategize. So we can actually look at and explain all this stuff that we're talking about today. I mean, go back and watch other shows that are on similar topics that are on Inside Track, the Inside Track on Real Estate with Decker Team on our YouTube channel at Decker Team. Um, because there's other nuances that you want to get because we can't cover it all. Don't you wish we could cover it all in 30 minutes? We just can't. Like there's just. You mean we can't give thirty years of experience in thirty minutes? No, and between the two of that us, would we're be talking, a year per minute. Right, we're talking. Well, between the two of us, it's fifty-five <laughs> years experience. Oh. So it would be like a year every thirty seconds. Right, can't, that's pretty tough. It that's not tough. It's impossible. And so go back and watch some of the others to get the nuances and get all the pieces, or. If it's easier, just have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, write down all your questions, be prepared in advance, and we will answer all of them. And if there's a question we don't have the answer to, we will get it for you. So what are the things, Yana? Well, we also want to think about terms. Terms, so different than conditions. And I know these, this is real estate lingo, but really terms talks about what are we requesting of the seller. Not will you or will you not move forward, which is a condition. So condition is something where we say, this needs to happen. The buyer needs to do some due diligence, right. really, is what right. conditions So are. condition is, this has to happen. If this doesn't happen, we're not buying. If we don't get insurance, we're not buying. If we don't like the financing we're getting, we're not buying. If we don't sell our house, talk about that condition for a moment, we're not buying. Whereas a term is simply an agreement. The seller will repair said chimney on the property. The seller will pump the septic system prior to closing. The seller will remedy on a certain date. That would be closing date, which is a term as well. So all of the terms actually matter way more in a multiple offer than they do in a non-multiple offer. Because if you put a term in on a non-multiple offer, all you're going to get is the document back with those things changed that suits the seller and it becomes a very amicable, enjoyable negotiation back and forth. When you're with multiple offers, you're likely not going to get to have a second conversation about a term. Probably not going to get to have a second conversation about anything, never mind a term. So you want to start with the most favorable term. And so how we go about doing that is we ask the questions in advance of the other realtor. We ask them about the terms that we might want to address and find out the answer from the seller's perspective before we put it in writing so that when you put the term in, it aligns with what the seller is looking for. 
if you can't live with that because it's you'd rather not buy the house than buy it without that term included um, opening up the pool and making sure that the pool is in good working order could be a term and if you're buying in December normally we'd put a term in that says some holdback potentially or some proof prior to all the money being released I mean there's all kinds of terms that we can build in and so you might forgo that based on maybe a warrant or there's so many different so many different things I'm finding the complexities as I'm attempting to explain it simply because there yeah. are a lot of complexities you know in a real what's estate genius? sale what's genius well making the complex simple is genius right and that's what we do when we consult with our buyers mm is we make the complex simple for them so that the process becomes, they look back at it, we take them from an idea state where we have an idea where we want to buy a home mm -hmm. and we're uncertain how to do it and we move them through to where they're living in the home of their dreams and they marvel at how easy it actually was when the Decker team walked them through the process. That's really what we're about. You're right. That was well said. Thank you. You're welcome. So also increasing your deposit greater than what is typical will position you well in a multiple offer. It's just a, a show of strength. Because mm -hmm. if, if on a $400,000 house, let's say the average um, deposit is four or $5,000, if you come in with a $10,000 or a $20,000 deposit mm -hmm. it shows whoa this person's got good financial strength behind them compared to the person that put in a thousand or two thousand dollar deposit to hold the house and what it really also shows is that when it because there's nothing the seller dreads more than a buyer who doesn't come to the closing table and closes with the money on the day of closing mm -hmm. that or we call it the day of celebration that the seller is going to move to another property and if he if there's a big deposit the likelihood of that happening are much smaller than on an offer that has a small deposit mm -hmm. it just simply increases the confidence that the seller has in the buyer and in the ability for this buyer to purchase their home mm -hmm. so it's a good strategy even if it means using a short-term line of credit I mean it's all fine as long as you show proof and as long as we don't hide anything there are so many little nuances that we can simplify for you we do make the complicated simple and it's kind of genius yes hmm. and remember there's another strategy called a bully offer we won't go into detail on it but there is a thing called a bully offer which you can ask us about and you also may want to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we have on there a show called How to Buy a House in 2018. And it's really the second half of 2018 because we just put it on. We just did the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So it's, we're into the second half of 2018. Can you believe it? It's crazy. It's wonderful. <laughs> Wonderfully crazy. Yes, it is. Yeah. And then understand that we're here to support you. Mm. We want to make this a joyful occasion buying a home should be a joyful mm -hmm. occasion it should be a celebration like I said right. you should be saying mm -hmm. to your family and friends 
wow, this went really smoothly. This is what happened. Now we're in our house. Come and see it. Come and join us. Come and have some fellowship with us. And really, really make, that's what makes a house into a home. Sure is. So we're here as your family, partnering with you on your journey, moving forward together, just really to live a simply whole, joyful life.